Hello and welcome to CAA Conversations. Today we're joined by Sydney Strutz and Elaine Betzold. They'll be talking about failure in the classroom. Sydney Strutz is an artist and educator living and working in Greensboro, North Carolina. She makes work about everyday life and its challenges, strange social situations, and failure. Elaine Betzold is a photographer and educator living in Dover, New Hampshire. She makes work about human-animal interactions, rebirth, loss, and instinct. Due to a small technical difficulty, we'll be joining them mid-conversation. I mean, the thing about it is I feel like art students are, when they come in, and this is something that I have a colleague that says this all the time, is that they forget what their talents are. Like, they forget that oh, they're yeah, for sure. and, and want to perform in front of people. They forget that they're able to take constructive criticism because that's like all you do as an art student. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are creative and like inventive. They forget it all. And then they're like, I can't do it. And you have to say, what? Like, wait a minute. Yeah. Why is that the case? And then also the other thing that I've really kind of come to realize recently is that I don't, I don't know why this occurs also because I think that we both can speak to the fact that like sometimes just working within one specific medium doesn't always, it's like nice to cross over. It doesn't always work, but some of them, you know, are like, well, I just want to be a photographer or I yeah. just want to be a fantasist. So I, I like don't care about, I don't care about this. Yeah. You're like, well, but you have to know how to do that too. Well, and it's not even, you know, so I think a great example would be, I was just having a, a discussion. A friend of mine saw uh, there's a Taryn Simon piece right now at Mass Mocha. And uh, we, we were having a conversation about Taryn Simon in the car. And I think that she's someone that is a good example of, you know, she's a photographer, but she understands the contexts of, you know, photographs with, you know, in the entire world and in the political world. But she also understands the way in which photographs can serve other kinds of art or serve as information to other mediums or whatever. Uh, and so, yeah, like she wouldn't be able to do that if she had this isolated bubble of only photographers. She wouldn't be able to make work about the flowers of dictators. You know, it wouldn't, she would never think that way. She would think in this isolated, you know, one line bubble. It like makes no, I don't, I don't understand why you would want to restrict yourself that way, I guess. And maybe it's because it's still, and we're still talking about this, like, this mindset of like point A to point B. It's a so, safety thing because they think, you know, I think they get a crutch when they, even if you tell them all the way through, you know, that there is no right answer and that there are many answers uh, I think that even when they get a little security, especially when they get into like a medium specific groove, it's like, oh, well, I know I'm a good photographer. So the end. And it's like, well, that doesn't teach you to be an artist. You know, no. being a photographer is that those are not mutually exclusive terms. An artist is a person who thinks about, you know, working the question backwards. And yeah. so sometimes that means a photograph and sometimes that means something else. I also think it's just useful to be bad at things. Like, I think it's useful totally. yeah. to be bad at something to try to push and see how they can make themselves better. And you can't just produce. I and mean, then you don't think about stuff if you're just checking off a box. I mean, you're not thinking critically about what you're making or how it can adapt or if it's really producing the message that you want. If you just, someone is just like, good job. Nice. Totally. Work. Beautiful. Well, and also I think, 
it causes you not to question uh, the usefulness of a specific uh, medium for a specific context. If you're only ever just using the one and then you don't know, you know, hey, I'm good at this, but I'm not good at this or whatever, you know, like I was, uh, I took sculpture and there were no, there were no great things that I expressed in my, in my sculptures in undergrad, you know, like I think that my photographs probably delivered my messages more effectively. And that's something I know only because of my terrible sculptures, you know, like that's, that's something you have to think about. Like that's part of growth. Well, and I, I mean, I think it goes, it like kind of spans through all of the different arts. I had a music student yesterday tell me, they were like, I have to audition to sing in an ensemble, but the music they give me is in Latin and Hebrew, and I don't know how to speak either of these languages, so I don't want to audition. And I was like, first of all, who knows how to speak Latin? Like, that's a dead language. Not, I'm pretty <laughs> sure expecting you to be really in Latin as a college <laughs> student. And I was like, and also I, my partner... I was in Hebrew school for 13 years and still doesn't know any Hebrew. So I think also that is a big expectation and no one's yeah. expecting you to be fluent in both Latin and Hebrew. Yeah, that, that would be pretty heavy. That would be really incredible. And so why are you putting so much pressure on yourself? That's the other thing. It's just like an exhausting yeah. amount of to yeah. not room for things to not go perfectly every time. So yeah, yeah. I think there's just that weight of perfection in general that causes the fear of failure. I think that's what we spoke about before. And I think it's really that it's this idea that they should come to the classroom perfect and yeah. that everything they make in the classroom should be perfect, you know, whatever that means. And that they exit the classroom and because they've done everything perfectly, then they will attain whatever this other perfect thing is, you know, perfect job, perfect, you know, whatever, whatever their idea is of success. And it just doesn't work that way. Well, and and in my opinion, I think it's more their parents' idea of success than I think it is their own. Yeah. I also sometimes wonder, I'm like, what perception of higher education or college are they perceiving? And from where are they getting this idea that that's how it functions? Like, do I know some faculty members that maybe act like that yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i would not say yes but yeah. uh, <laughs> i mean i just think that there's like it's it doesn't especially in this like in the visual arts or any type of arts like it comes down to like skill and effort more than anything else and or not not even skill it comes down to effort and intention and i mm -hmm. think well and um for lack of a better term, like stick to itiveness, like uh, the ability to uh, just make it through. Yeah. I think that's, you know, because that's again, that, that is linked to failure is how willing are you to uh, get back up after you have, you know, totally bombed? And then what does it mean after that? And have you actually totally bombed? Or is that something that was, you know, constructed in your head? Because often I would say, you know, my greatest failures, air quotes, are, you know, things that probably nobody, you know, 90% of the people in my life don't know about because they're just some constructed thing I've made for myself, you know? And I think students need to realize that. Well, and I think that they think that, you know, one failed test some kind of like adulterous label on them that they are horrible at school and never going to make it better and like who cares yeah. like that doesn't matter I, I know yeah 
Yeah, um, yeah. and that's hard too in the arts because like people, I, I have a hard time explaining to art students that this idea of like GPA is not as crucial to their life as it has been told to them that it is, you know? Do you, yeah. do you ever see that? I see that and then also I have a lot of people that ask me about very, like the specifics of wording of their actual physical degree and mm -hmm. they want like if they for example like if they want whatever they majored in to be scribed on the degree and have this mm -hmm. almost like the only way that I can visualize it is that they think that they're taking the piece of paper to a job interview and like holding it up and saying this is what I did and I tell them all the time, and I specifically don't have any of my degrees in my office for this reason, mm -hmm. is because I'm like, no one looks at it. One of mine is in a box. The other one is framed, but in my house. It yeah. doesn't say what I did at school. And like, why do you also want to be just, why do you want to be shrunken down to like one piece of paper and that's all you're worth? That doesn't make sense to me. Like maybe you are a photographer, but maybe you're also like a phenomenal singer. And maybe you are really great at video editing. And maybe you also... Yeah have all these other skills that are totally going to be useful in the job market that aren't listed on that piece of paper at all. And also I literally have had never, never once had anyone asked me to see it ever. Mm -hmm. My mother, like there's no person. No, it's true. Yeah. I don't have mine out, but uh, I guess I will say I was particular um, when I was graduating from graduate school, just because I wanted to be associated with the photography program specifically. And they, were saying that we did media studies, which was not really what our program was. So yeah. I, yeah, I was picky about it in that regard. But, um, but yeah, I think, again, it's, it's back to this idea that there's some sort of uh, perfect exchange, I think, is their idea is that, okay, I have this, you know, I have this exact title, which will then yield this exact position. Um, and that if, you know, something is not exactly, you know, whatever they've constructed to be the correct thing to match up with the correct thing, then it's a crisis, you know? It's, I'm sitting here thinking about it. It just makes me sad because there are all these opportunities for sure. you to be very selfish and, like, really experiment with what you want and what you can do. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Try so many things and get so involved. And from day one, when you step foot into a classroom, you're working against this construct that if I don't do amazingly well, then this I'm terrible instructor is going to think I'm an idiot and I'm terrible mm -hmm. and I'm bad at school. And that's, mm -hmm. that's not the case at all. Like, it's well, so and also it has to do with, like, the need to be liked, too. I think that there is a lot of pressure that kids, like, I say kids, you know, uh, young adults in college um, feel. I think there's this idea, you know, maybe especially because I think uh, art classrooms can be small and sort of intimate because you have discussions. I think there is often... Uh, it's, in my opinion, dangerous, but the uh, impulse to just please the instructor no matter what, regardless of, you know, whatever it is you want to make, uh, just because you want to be liked or you want to be, you know, perceived as doing the correct thing. And I think that's very dangerous, too. 
Oh, yeah, I agree. I once had a student that really hated a project that I assigned so much that they made the project about how much they hated it, and they got an A. Because I was that's like, No, that's amazing. I would love that so much. I would be so happy. Yes. Because you really, I mean, you're just being honest with yourself, too, and it's okay. Yeah, yeah and that's what, I'm, yeah. And about why you really didn't enjoy this, and, like, what, then that's, that's useful to learn, too. It's, like, what you absolutely don't want to do and put yourself through. Right. And they thought about it, though. They gave it thought. That's yeah. really what matters. And that's, again, that's that's the whole point, right? Right. I mean, it's not, not the product, but the work. That's something I mean, that I, that's why I really enjoy kind of coming into it from the angle of like, how can we make this bad is because it <laughs> forces you, you know what you like and you like, or maybe you, you know what you think. Or much like, pretty or yes. Yeah. Yes. Aesthetically exactly. pleasing and and that's but trendy. More simple. Mm -hmm. Trying to make something bad or trying to undo those kind of habits, exactly. purpose. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, think about you know if if that weren't the case, then you know we wouldn't have outsider artists. You know, like Henry no. Darger wouldn't exist if you had to be this perfect equation of what an artist is or if you had to be formally uh technically a realist then that wouldn't be a thing but we love the way henry darder's stuff looks i say we i do um well, but, I also think about people like artists that have become very popular just because they even push outside the boundaries of like the what the art world states that they should be doing like sure, yeah Mauricio Catalan and how mischievous he is and everything that he does yeah. always making people angry but mm -hmm. he knows that it's useful for him and and it still works in a form of entertainment and art like his artistic context so people are thinking about it yeah like why is he acting this way it's very I mean it's just very clever so yeah I'll, very useful in the same vein totally yeah no I think that's well I guess just like anything else you know the the longer you spend with it you think maybe it's simple and maybe it's complex but I think the people that are best at it are the ones that know how to make a complex thing simple and, and that's that's hard to explain to a student you know that's hard to explain to a freshman in intro photography yeah, no, I mean, it's it's very difficult to, at any age to, ex or any level. Sure, sure, sure. Yes, yeah, so also a new student to explain to them, like, the, our purpose, it's hard to tell anyone, like, our purpose here is actually to be purposeless a bit. And, yeah. or, or to, to consider things that we would never consider. And coming from someone that's in a bit of an authoritative role, you're like, well, right. what, why am I here? yeah. It's flipping it on its head a little. So. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Vocal about that and why it's useful is also, I mean, I think that's a, the, one of the biggest kind of challenges that I face is trying to figure out how do I make it, how do I explain the intention of maybe assignments or projects or experiments that we're doing in the classroom to m have students invest in it in the appropriate way so that they don't think that I'm just like, crazy but also to leave enough room and like kind of mystery to it so that they push themselves in the way that I want them to well and I think 
we haven't spoken about it as much, but uh, fostering an environment where they can fail and they understand that failure isn't a bad thing. I yeah. think that's a huge thing is that, that there's like this equivalence with failure, failure equals, you know, I'm the worst, I'm terrible, I, I'll never succeed again. It, all it means is just that one specific time that thing didn't work, <laughs> you know, and the sooner they can find that out, I think the better. Uh, because I think they're, you know, grown people. I'm still constantly, you know, struggling with that. Everyone struggles with that, you know, uh, how much failure you can tolerate for yourself. But I think the more that we can tolerate, the better we end up being. Right. And I think starting from the beginning and making sure that they understand, like, as a community, that they're there to support each other and yes. with each other and kind yeah. of use their resources as much as using like their instructor as a resource is really what pushes them very far. Like they're much more likely to say to a peer in class, you know, like right. I, don't, I don't know how to do this. You feel yeah. really frustrated and am like scared that it's ugly and don't know what to do next. How, yeah. what do you think than they are to admit that to maybe a teacher? Oh, completely, completely. Uh, and also I think they, it's yeah once once you can if you can get if you're lucky enough to get them all to be supportive of one another not like best friends but everybody to understand like critique environment is yeah you know mutual respect is is neutral and is a purely for the good of you know the work uh then yeah you know i yeah well, thank you both for this fantastic conversation. This was really wonderful, and we thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah.